welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast, a podcast for farmers and ranchers ready to shift for a stronger future. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful are not. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, you'll hear how producers of all sizes and practices are moving mountains for things they believe in, all in the name of an industry that keeps growing and innovating for a stronger food system and stronger farm families. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to discuss where producers are finding success, challenging the status quo, striving for better, and keeping our heritage alive, all while producing the food we depend on. Welcome back to Farming on Purpose. Today, I have Dawn Kress with me. Dawn is a farm wife and farm mama of three girls, and they live in Midwest, rural Iowa. Now, Dawn, you are a holistic lifestyle mentor and a podcast host of your podcast, Recently Rebranded. Um, I am excited to hear more about that story. We touched on it in our conversation the other day, but I'm really excited to learn more of kind of what led you down that path. Um, And everything that you got focus on is in helping women to live their most authentic selves for themselves and for their families. And so I would love to hear more about what your journey has been like, where you guys are at, what your farm looks like, and then what you're up to now with this new rebrand and season three of your podcast. Yes. So we can dive into all those things. I'm an open book, sometimes too open, I think. So um, yes, I guess I'll start with just kind of like our family farm life. It is definitely unique. Um, I did grow up on a dairy farm. Um loved the dairy and never thought I would like anything else. Um, just that sweet silage smell is still like nostalgic to me. Um, but I ended up marrying a farmer. So um, irony in that, but there's a lot more freedom in uh, hog farming, yet there's always something to do whenever you have livestock. So it's not your, um, not I hate to say just row crop, uh, but we have uh, corn beans and um, a, a lot of pigs that we raise. So, and when we are in, I say we loosely, it's more like my husband and the family uh, or some of it family. So that's why it kind of gets confusing. So my husband, um, he actually farms with a couple that I literally outside of my window, I can see they're directly two miles north from me. Um, But it was just on a whim when he was, I think, 14 started working with them. No family relation whatsoever. We're just in a really small um, rural ag community. And he had um, uncles and his grandparents that farmed, but his dad trucked. He didn't farm. Uh, But he was just really always um, wanting to work and be busy and stuff like that. So um, the journey started then. And now it's like 30 some years later, they are partners. And um, so I always call them like my bonus in-laws is what I have um, for our farm family. So it's kind of unique in that aspect where it's not just the same family that's made this generations. Um, It's kind of cool in that aspect that um, the people that we farm with have gotten my husband started. He um, put up a couple of his own barns when I was still in college. And then, um, yeah, we just have a bunch of different sites otherwise. So um, there's one of the farmer's sons came back after he went to college and um, worked a corporate career for a while. And then there's also another hired guy um, 
same situation. His family didn't farm either. He was just looking for a high school job and continued to work there through college, which I think is cool with our farm family. Um, the importance that they have on education of like, go get off the farm. Even if you work here, yes, we want you to stay connected and stay helping, but go get an education, get an experience. And then if that's truly what you want to do, um, come back. So um, that's what I value about it so much. And how I kind of fit in that is a unique one as well. Um, I always had dreams and aspirations that I'm going to like climb the corporate ladder, started to do that um, through different companies, through marketing um, with a um, credit union that I had worked with, like or worked for um, all the way through college. And then was just always missing something because my coworkers never understood like, oh, you're vaccinating pigs on a Saturday on your day off. Like, what is that? Like, or why do you have, you know, like to do this and that or like pick up rocks or, you know, all those different farming aspects, like my coworkers never understood. So um, I felt the pull to kind of switch careers and I ended up in egg business um, for different things. Like um, I was in the farm credit I worked for Farm Credit um, Services of America for like 12 years in various aspects, loved the company, loved the people I worked for. Um, I loved that most of them also farmed too. So then it was like, when you're talking about these things, they understood and didn't look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> so that was always fun. And it's just that like, I got to build those relationships with so many other producers. Like the last role that I had for the longest actually with the company was crop insurance. Um, something I never dreamed of wanting to do. Um, my background in college was um, communications and marketing and not grain marketing, just like actual marketing of products. So um, it's just kind of funny how your life takes you on the journey that you're meant to be on. And um, it's just been very fulfilling. So that's a little bit of the backstory on our farm. That's amazing. I love to hear stories when people are able to bring in people outside of their family um, and make them part of the operation. Like talk about dream come true for somebody who that opportunity might not exist for otherwise to do that. That's amazing. So, so happy that that's been the case for you guys. Um, and I always love hearing from people who like grew up on a dairy and then go to a different kind of farming. <laughs> it's so different lifestyle wise and like just daily schedule wise even. So yes. I enjoy hearing about that. The different, Absolutely. different sectors are incredible. Yes. Because as a kid, it was always like, oh, we can't go on vacation. Like we, we would go to like in Iowa, we have um, like an amusement park that's like two and a half hours away in Des Moines. And so we'd get to do that for a day. But we had to make sure to be back by, you know, milking, obviously, because it was hard to get somebody to cover for you. So um, when I was in college and met my husband, I was kind of like, "Ooh, do I really want to tie myself back to that? But it's just like that nostalgic thing where I'd rather dig in and help do anything that I can. And that's actually what um, I've transitioned because there was just not, it wasn't, and it's funny, it's almost like a breakup um, with my like corporate life and my dreams of that. It was like after so many years and I kind of have some like health situations there too that kind of opened my eyes of like really chasing what you believe and are fulfilled with. Um, but I finally had to come to the realization, it's not you, it's me. Like the company was great. The position was great. The salary was wonderful. The benefits were great, but I was just not being fulfilled. I always felt like torn between <laughs> serving and working my corporate job and being able to like help my husband when he needed or being flexible. And like, honestly, right before this um, interview, I had to run and help take um, a hired guy 
to a different location and like just being close by to be able to do that and have the flexibility now in my career is is just fulfilling. Like I just started that in um, January of this year. So it's still kind of fresh, still in my first year. But um, I'm just that type of I can't do the same thing over and over and over. Um, So I had to learn and understand that about myself, that there was nothing wrong with me. It was just that's how I'm designed to be. And um, that's also why when I'm helping women or even on the podcast, I talk a lot about human design because that's what makes us all unique, that we all have those differences and that's okay. Like you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's okay to have these characteristics. So sometimes we just have to listen to them. Absolutely. And I think it's important to point out that you mentioned kind of what your journey looks looks like and how you feel fulfilled. And like that doesn't just happen I think it's important to credit you for you had to take a step towards that at every turn and find that path um, and and recognizing in yourself that there was something that was like not quite how you wanted it to be or not quite right is something that it takes work and effort to do. And a lot of times, you know, there's lots of people who feel that and they choose to ignore it. They choose to not dive in on it. and not kind of live that true authentic life that you have pursued. So I love meeting people who have committed to doing that for themselves. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was um, now seeing on the other side of it, and I say other side, but I'm still on the journey, obviously. But um, while I was still working corporate, like I would share with people what I was doing on the side. And they're like, how are you doing that? You have three kids that you're busy with, like, and they're of ages that they're busy in activities as well. And we just like to be busy all the time. And I was like, I just make it work. Like, it's just a passion project, like coaching women and sharing my story and helping others share their story on my podcast. Like, I work nights and weekends, like I'll squeeze a meeting in over my lunch. Like I just, you just make it work. It's crazy. And it's during the time it, you just, it doesn't, it, it does not comfortable. It's definitely stepping into that. Okay. This is uncomfortable, but yet it's exciting. So it keeps you like fueled and motivated to keep going with it, which is fun. Um, but I think it's also just that like, listening to yourself and honoring like, okay, yeah, this is a good thing. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. I just have no words with that. It's just one of those things you just have to like, listen to your gut instinct. Like I believe in God and, you know, so whatever anybody believes in, it's just, you know, giving that trust into there's a purpose in your life. Like there is something for you that is meant to be. So take that uncomfortable step. Yeah, that ties in perfect to the name of this podcast, Farming on Purpose. Right. It's all about pursuing that. So I'm so glad you could join us today. You can support the mission of the Farming on Purpose podcast and be part of the tribe dedicated to building ag legacies at farmingonpurpose.com shop. You'll find apparel, office supplies, stickers, planners, and more, all inspired by the people living out ag legacies every day. Um, would love to learn more about what you do in your podcast and what that looks like as you're coaching women. What kind of things do you focus on? Um, what is it that you find a lot of folks come to you to talk about or to work on? Um, because I know, you know, it's we all live similar lives as women in agriculture. There's a lot of threads that are kind of tied together there. So what are some of those things that you're seeing that maybe listeners can pull into their lives? 
Yes. Um, well, first, I'll kind of talk about the podcast um, of your question, just because it has been a whirlwind. Um, I was like on season two, like two years in of Beyond the Plate with Dawn Marie. Loved the name. I, um, they had so many different meanings to me for it when I chose it. Um, and I had done the research to make sure the name wasn't taken. And there was different podcasts out there that have similar names, but not the same. Right. So um, I had went on that and I loved the the thought of like, it's beyond of what's on your physical plate that we're consuming. Um, it goes beyond like to think of who provides that food. Like there's just so many different facets. And I felt like we're almost that plate, like women, especially in agriculture, because it started out just being not just, but focus more on the health aspect. And then I started weaving in more guests and like my passions of agriculture and being an advocate and getting on those guests that are also doing those same things because I was seeing more and more people like me because for the longest time as a farm wife that also held a corporate job, I felt like I was like, well, I don't quite fit in on the farm because I don't just have like, I, I can't just hop in the tractor in the middle of the day because I'm at work. So I was always like, helping with meals or um, doing anything I could, but it was seasonally, you know, like there'd be times where I would probably go like months without being in a home building. Um, but when my husband needed me to, I would totally love getting in a new baby, like loads of baby pigs, or I, I, I'm i weird in that aspect where I'd, I'd rather sell market hogs than receive the babies in because I hate counting them because they're so fast. Um, but it was like, I was, I felt unique and singled out that I was like, nobody else understands that. Well, the beauty of social media as a platform, like you get exposed to so many different people and personalities that there are more people like us or like yourself, you know, so you can find likeness and find community in that aspect. I mean, like, oh, like I share that same struggle. Like I empathize with what you're going through. It's not just a pity party. It's not a complaining thing because, yes, there are a lot of negative aspects of farming as a lifestyle, um, but it was more just like a, I see you, I feel what you're at, and then you could add humor to it or um, different things like that. So that's where Beyond the Plate kind of took a shift. And then I was approached by the person who has the first Beyond the Plate. Um, was He's actually um, a restaurant reviewer, I think. Um, he had actually copyrighted the name beyond the plate, even though I had had beyond the plate with Don Marie. So he's like, you're going to need to have to change that. And I was like, well, one, why on earth would you not have put the copyright symbol on there? Like I did all that research, like brief Google things, obviously, but like nothing was on his logo. Nothing was on the website that it was copyrighted. Um, so I was like, okay, how can I take this as something that's happening for me? Like a lot of things in my life, I'd, I'd um, had a spot with cancer, um, like different just things that happen in everybody's life, like losing a loved one. I try to think of it. How is this happening for me? And thanks to a mentor, business mentor that I've had, she really instilled that. And I found that to be true in business and in life. And so I was like, okay, what can I do with this? How can I rename it and still make it feel like my own? Because I was so like attached to that name, right? Like I had fed so many different things off of that meaning beyond the plate. So thanks to actually like um, chat, GPT and AI, I came up with some options, but I also reached out to some other ag business people that are doing podcasts and it was just like, okay, I need creatives. Like I'm not thinking of anything. And so we just brainstormed um, with a bunch of different people and my VA and um, it was actually AI who came up with Harvesting Her Way, which I was amazed because a lot of times they would like... I don't know, 
like anything in life, um, search wise, egg, it just still seems like they haven't quite picked up like how we see agriculture. That's not how the search engines always do. Right. So and I know you get this so much because you're in egg business um, and help market other egg businesses. So it's just always interesting how like, okay, how is it going to be portrayed? And then I kept thinking, is this going to be more of a consumer thing? But we're all true consumers, right? Like we obviously all have to eat. Um, And so it just kind of like stuck with me because I didn't love it at first. There was like I had top three and then now it's kind of crazy as I'm like diving into season three is the rebranded Harvesting Her Way messages are just kind of like coming up where it's like, okay, how does like, how is harvesting her way? How does you see it? You know, everybody can see it in a different way or what makes your journey different or things like that. So I wanted to be able to have a platform that showcases that um, much like your podcast does too. Um, We're just intertwined so many different things. Like it doesn't have to be one way. Like as a farm wife, you don't just look one way where you do everything the same, right? Like we all have so many different hats. So um, that's what the podcast really brings about. Um, As we're answering your question on clients that come to see me um, as a holistic lifestyle mentor, it's a lot of it lately has been, um, which at first it used to make me cringe of like, oh, I want to lose weight. Well, that's always great. But unfortunately, like I would feel a lot of guilt and shame of like if they weren't at the stage in their journey to actually put forth the effort of the information I was providing them to actually take action, I would get down on myself. So I was like, okay, how is this got to work? But God has a plan. And ironically enough, things like keep popping up. And lately that has been um, like an under eating thing or what to eat the right things. Um, But most recently I've actually had like young people that are like in high school or college come to me asking for that advice, which one makes me very excited because it feels like there's hopefully a shift in like the perception as women and our bodies that it's like we can be any size and shape. We don't have to starve in order to be healthy or be a certain size on the scale. Um, But they're really asking the questions of like, what should I be eating? Because they just don't know. Um, Like I feel like us growing up, we had the food pyramid that was totally backwards. And then they went to like the my plate and, you know, like all this portion control, or we always talk about calories. Well, in my teaching, I don't, I don't care. I don't give a crap about calories because calories are energy, right? So it only matters on calories if you're going to consistently track calories. And a lot of people will just look at a product and be like, oh, there's 200 calories to this. Like I probably shouldn't have that. And it's like, well, is it good for you or not good for you? Because 200 calories in a Big Mac, which dear God, we know that there's a lot more in a Big Mac and 200 calories in broccoli are totally different things here. So um It's kind of just like myth busting that a little bit on when calories are important or not. So it's like, why does why does calories hold so much weight? No pun intended in our decisions when we're really not basing all of our food choices on calories. Right. So I really try to um, get people to understand that it's more about a, a ratio of like macros, pretty much of like make sure you're always pairing it with a good protein a carb and a fat and then educating them on each of those things. Because as soon as you tell somebody who's trying to lose weight to eat fat, they're like, 
oh my God, like this girl is nuts. I'm not going to pay you anything because you're, you're, this doesn't even make sense. Right. But then they get it. And it's so cool to see those ahas switch over. Like some of my clients, it's been as simple as switching from like margarine to true butter. Cause it's like, those dairy products have great fat value in them that your brain needs to function and that your body needs to be paired up with the protein so your body can actually digest the protein, right? Like we can't just only eat protein and never eat a carb. Like just kind of myth busting those has just been fun to like help educate people on those types of things in their life. Um, And the reason why I call myself a holistic life coach is because it's not just about the food, which food is my favorite part, but it's also about what stress is in your life. Like let's look at everything. So there's actually like 12 different um, areas that I focus on and have them rate themselves with. Because even if you're eating the perfect diet, like spot on, you're moving your body exactly how you're supposed to. If there's an imbalance in maybe your education at the time or stress in your job, or you're having um, like conflicting beliefs in your religion, then it doesn't matter. Those things are gonna block your your the good things that you're doing with your food and your movement, if that makes sense. So it's like, there's more to it than just food, but it's so important for people to understand like, the importance of real food and eating like non-processed actual food. And it's so simple too. It's simple. It's hard to do, but it's simple, right? Right. So many things from that. I I love asking multi-part questions, but then I get in trouble because I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to follow up with so many pieces of this. Um, so first part on the like how women in agriculture our stories all look different. Like there's a lot of things that we can show on social media now that make us feel less isolated in those roles so that we see other people who are going through the same or similar things. I think that is so helpful. Um, Just because, you know, there's a lot of things we encounter on a day-to-day basis that we don't necessarily have any kind of template for how to handle or, you know, some of it's very it can be get you down. Um, if you're in a rough spot and it's day in and day out, you don't have a lot of other input in your life um, to put, not everyone, but a lot of us who live in rural areas to pull yourself out of that and finding those positive influences, whether it's on social media or a podcast or something to pull into your life to kind of change your perspective or see how somebody else does it that can apply to you, I think is so, so incredibly empowering. Um, Cause yeah, it, it helps get you unstuck when you're stuck in those yes. places. And I know like you understand this too, is that like investing in mentors, it's a huge thing. So being an entrepreneur, it feels like we look at things a little differently of like, okay, I have this set problem for my business or it's something I need to learn. We like already kind of know to like look in our network or look for an expert in that to help us. But I feel like those that aren't entrepreneurs, they sometimes like don't realize that there's there's people out there that can help you with mental health, with your health or bookkeeping or marketing. Like there's somebody out there for everything. Um, it's just understanding that you're worth that investment 
to hire somebody to help you along. Like it's okay. Like, and I feel like in the egg sector, we're so proud, right? Like I, I noticed that working for farm credit too, where it's like that company is proud. So we wouldn't talk about ourselves and how great the customer experience, like we held that as a high standard. And then working with the producers on their crop insurance, like they would be too proud to admit that they didn't understand their break even or like my husband even like too proud to, you know, like ask for help on something else, even though they knew a neighbor had X, Y, Z, you know, like there's just so much pride in there and it's not so much ego based. It's just a a humbling, like, I don't want to inconvenience somebody else type of thing. But it's like, as women, I just hope that we understand, you know, and men too, like, especially all the different things and stresses that they have to carry, that there's help out there. Like there's a resource or somebody for you. We don't think twice about hiring a tax professional. But we, when it comes to how we feel about our day-to-day life, it feels like there's almost like some shame that we haven't Uh figured it out or we feel like we haven't figured out how to feel really good about where we're at. And like the only way to change that, I feel like, is getting input from other people to see the things that we're blind to in our day-to-day lives. So I know that a lot of folks, especially in ag, like think of that life coach as like, well... I should be able to figure that out on my own. You know, like I should be able to solve my own problems. And that's just not the case. Like you, you can't solve for something that you are in the middle of, I feel like. So, right. Yeah. Like we're always good at giving somebody else advice, but sometimes we're the hardest one to solve our own problems. Right. So yes, absolutely. Well, the other piece of that, that you talked about, um, like the nutrition side of it, that is so encouraging. Like you said, to hear that there are young women reaching out to you with these questions about like, what do I eat? Because it is a little bit of option overwhelm. Like they know that there are good things and bad things and figuring out the balance and how much and like all that matters. And it can feel really like, oh my gosh, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Right. Um, so what kind of a template do I start with or what do I use as guidelines or boundaries to to try to be healthy um, instead of just not eating or calorie counting yourself to death? That's so encouraging that we're kind of starting to see a different approach to that. Absolutely. Because I was always not like not intentionally, but like my, my client base before that was always somebody like me, like in their thirties on up, because it's like, you live through a lot of it. You maybe have kids and then you realize, oh, I put myself on the back burner for so long. So I was always just sharing my message as like what I'm going through. So I found it very interesting um, when lately it's been these young people that maybe they're um, trying to eat right so then they are can f- perform better in their sport or others that are excuse me newly in college and so they're not used to having to like fend for themselves and so all these options that are at their fingertips which we could totally go on excuse me another rabbit hole of um school nutrition and like what's available on a college campus where it's it's like oh my gosh you're not helping out the egg sector at all here or anybody's health um but again for a different time probably And so it's nice to see that they like understand that, like maybe they're gaining a little bit of weight right now and they're like, oh, how can I course correct? What should I be looking for? So it's fun to be able to help them, you know, break it down to be something simple because as humans, we're 
like change averse. Like we don't always want to like we want to see the end result, but we're not always willing to like shift those habits or mindset. So I try to break things down and be as simple as possible because it is overwhelming and cumbersome, um, especially once I switch from the food thing um, to because depending on how much their attention span is um, to listen to all of that, it's like I feel like I cram in the over umbrella and then it's like, okay, now we'll break this down and figure it out together or follow up and ask questions. Always ask questions, I think is a great thing. But understanding as a woman that you have a cycle. So people that come from agriculture, yeah, they understand like to breed a cow or a sow, like they have a cycle. And it's so funny how um, our dads or husbands or whatever, or us know that gestation period, like spot on, but we don't know that about ourselves. It's like, we're also a mammal. Okay. So we have a cycle. It just looks a little bit different, but not a whole lot. So besides knowing, um, you know, obviously as women, we most times understand what a period is because unfortunately a nurse has, you know, shocked us when we were in like fourth or fifth or whatever grade they explain that in. And then it's like a shame filled thing. And um, honestly, there's a lot of power in that. So I tie that into my coaching. So then they understand what foods their body will adapt to during which phase. So um, it's something that I feel like once I learned it, I was pissed off. I was like, what the heck? Like, why didn't anybody tell me this? Like, why am I like mid thirties finally understanding this? Like that there's so much power in your cycle besides being able to make a baby or being pissed off because you have PMS to, you know, bleeding and having a period. Right. So um, there's just like there's productivity hacks within your cycle. Um nutrition hacks, like way, you know, if people are big into working out, like you can maximize your workout by customizing it that way. And the whole moral of that story is so then you understand you can work with your body versus against it. Because another thing like that ties with what we just talked about, like in farming, there's like that shame that we should know better. Well, same with our bodies. A lot of times we're just like, why can't I have the energy or like, I just had that energy yesterday. Like I should know, or I should be able to wake up at the same time every day and just pop out of bed. And it's like, well, your body is on a different rhythm and you need to just learn to work with it and listen to it versus against. So. And the fact that our, what we tend to expect of ourselves is set up on a 24 hour cycle versus, you know, the fact that some of it may be seasonal. We love that word in agriculture. Uh (laughs) Right. It may be like, it may change uh, throughout the month or throughout your cycle that, you know, why would you try to force yourself into something that is going to cost you more energy, cause you more stress when you could do that more efficiently. Like we're also all about efficiency in agriculture. So the same kind of principles apply to this. And I think it's a wonderful tool to be able to understand yourself more. The other thing you mentioned briefly um, was human design and how that plays in to some of your coaching. I went ahead and went and took the, like filled in the information for myself last night after we talked about it yesterday. Yay. Um, I was so fascinated. So Just a little bit of background. I'll do a little bit and you can fill in the holes because you know it way better, obviously, since I just discovered it yesterday. (laughs) Um, But for listeners, human design is a tool that you can use to kind of understand 
your behaviors, your personality, your motivations better. Um, a lot of fo- ones that folks may be familiar with is like the Enneagram, a strengths finder test, um, like ABCD, MGSI testing, um, or it, what is it now? I think I said the wrong letters. Anyways, that's um, <laughs> an acronym, right? Yeah, one of those acronyms. Um, but so human design is a little bit different. It feels a little bit like astrology, but it's I don't know how it'll work. So tell tell us what that is and how to utilize it. Yes, and I know enough to be dangerous on it. I've just um, was so interested in myself um, that I was like, oh, I can see how this can fit into how I teach people um, for a ri- wide range of things. So yes, like you said, it's similar to like an Enneagram, a personality test, um, all of those different things are strength finders. But for me, the power that I liked about it, it was there was no questions to feel like you were answering it wrong. Um, it's literally off of your date of birth, your time of birth and your place of birth. So it's just who you're actually meant like you were put on this earth to be. Um, I started like I just like your cycle syncing, start small, like start by just tracking, like knowing when you're having a period, things like that and track and see how you feel. It's a long game. It's not a short game. Um, and then the human design, same thing. Maybe just start with like your energy type because it'll tell you so many different things. And I don't really just focus on like the top four or five. Um, there's so many like downlines and um, ratios that you can dig into. Um, there's an amazing app that I use, myhumandesign.com um, or my human design. You can follow her on Instagram too, but she's got an amazing app where it'll like talk you through all of the different things, which is cool. Um, But for energy type, like for me, I am a generator. So like I'm meant to come up with all these ideas. I'm not always meant to be the one to execute them. So that was really powerful to me to understand like, why do I always have all these different like business ideas? But I can't obviously do them all, you know, so it was like instead of feeling shame about myself, it was a way to understand myself and another thing to learn to work with myself. Um, The other huge part that I really like, and I'll use this even like helping a friend pick out paint for her living room is what is your authority? So your authority within your chart, like because that's what you get once you put like your birth date, your time, um, those things in, it'll give you a chart. And so the authority is actually like your decision makers. So there's like a gut authority. Um, I'm trying to think of the others, um, how many different types there are for authority, but like I'm an emotional authority. So if you ask me, oh, could you take on this project to, you know, I don't know, in the years past, I've done like a school board or excuse me, a school bond. And I immediately was like, yes, like I want to do this. When reality, I should have been like, hmm, I have two small children at the time and my husband is busy all the time. I have a full-time job. I should have like let the emotions roll of like, yes, I'm very excited. And then instead of like the drop down of like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Wait until I'm in between an equilibrium to give an answer. So instead of thinking you always have to have a response or a commitment right when somebody asks you, gives me power to take back control on why I was always feeling burnt out because I would say yes to everything. And then I started to learn of like, oh, you don't have to say everything, yes to everything if it doesn't light you up. Well, then that still wasn't like flowing with me because I wasn't listening to my emotions on it. And so I would either have um, 
FOMO that I didn't say yes to something after it was happening, or I would have severe regret and burn out when I would overcommit. So it's things like that that are really important with it um, that you can use in your everyday life, not just um, making health decisions. The other thing I really like about the human design is like your digestion type because I think it debacles like everything in society has ever told us of like, oh, well, you shouldn't study in front of the TV or you could only study when it's quiet or like in a library, right? And then um, like, or you shouldn't um, eat when it's like, well, let, well, well lit, tripping over my words here. And I, in high or in college, excuse me, I was a waitress and I noticed like at like 5 p.m., they would dim the lights in the restaurant that I worked at. Well, when they dim the lights, it makes you want to eat more, right? Well, everybody is different. So for me, I am a direct light person to digest. So that means food, information. So if I'm going to learn best in a, a class or a course, I need to be in a well-lit situation. Otherwise, I'll fall asleep. Like I used to fall asleep in college classes. I loved the topic, but it would just be too dark or too quiet and it wouldn't work. Um, I've had clients where it's really interesting to find out what their different um, digestion types are because some of them they'll admit like, well, I eat in front of the TV. I know that's really bad. And I was like, well, is it? And we looked it up and her um, chart, it had high sound. So I'm like, no, this is actually really good for you that you're listening to your body, that it's okay for you to eat in front of the TV, because that's when you're going to digest your food the best. Um, you might even learn best in like a loud situation or setting. So um, I think it's really cool to just understand that about myself and about others. Um, as a mom, I've even pulled the charts on my kids because that's made a difference on how I parent them. Uh, most of them or the two out of the three mimic either myself or my husband. But our baby, she's a projector. So I'm like, that makes total sense that she has a totally different energy and can get very down when she's not or um, she'll get down or frustrated and she can be like the moody one. And, you know, most times we just label that as like, oh, she's the baby of the family. Well, no, she's a projector. So if she was not invited or to feel included, then she separates and kind of withdraws herself and then gets really upset. And so it makes sense that she's always waiting for that invitation um, in order to do things. So it's helped in parenting as well. So it's just kind of a bonus. So <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to have to go look up what all my kids are now too. Uh, totally interesting. It's one of those things that makes you wonder like how many of these things we instinctively do. Like you said, the woman who was eating in front of the TV and that turned out to be great for her. But we have been given a message at some point from whoever, like culture or whatever, that says, no, don't do that. Or that's bad for you when there's really no necessarily research to back it up. It's just somebody decided you must eat breakfast or, you know, whatever. Yes. Oh, the breakfast thing always cracks me up where that was really just a cereal ploy to sell more cereal. Like breakfast really isn't the most important part of the day or like meal of the day. But I will kind of argue that though, um, to totally play devil's advocate on my own comment of, yeah, you should like fuel yourself like as um, producers too. like my husband's like the worst where he'll like think he can just power through until two, three o'clock without eating anything. But again, I, I should actually look up his digestion because that might help him a little bit more. But instead of me shaming him of like, you need to eat something. <laughs> right. 
But yeah, it's it's one, it makes you wonder like how much of this stuff do we just instinctively do? And we're listening to our bodies, but then we're trying to like counteract it with our mind or what we've been told. And man, it just, it, yeah, makes you think, makes you wonder. It does. It is crazy. Like just to think like, and it kind of just gives yourself permission to feel okay and not to feel that shame of like, oh, I did know what I was doing or I did change, make this huge career choice because that was meant for me because I'm not meant to do the same thing every day. So working in a cubicle, that was slowly killing me. So it wasn't the company. It was just that that doesn't fit what I need as a human being. So not to totally go like culture of all the individualism, but there is like, and it doesn't mean that, oh, we none of us go to work. It's just that your work can look different. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, how have you kind of used this and some of the other things that you have brought into your coaching to either help clients or counteract things that we face commonly in ag and rural life? Or what are some of the things that you personally have encountered? Um, I would say a lot with um, my recent career change, like it's kind of given me that permission to be bold and have the conversation like with my husband when he was like, why on earth would you do this? Um, It's also helped like people understand that they can trust what their body's telling them, because a lot of times, like you said, we were told by some outside source that that's not okay. So then we start to not trust our instincts. Um, So it's helped them make better decisions in their life. Like I said, in those, you know, 12 different aspects of life, not just in food, but that's normally where it starts and like food and movement where it's like, okay, what makes you excited? Okay. How does this line up with, you know, you as an energy type, maybe you're um, a generator as well. Like then it makes sense. And then they can like, it doesn't make it feel like such a hard change. It feels like they're finally giving into themselves mm-hmm. and feeling accepted by themselves instead of fighting against it, which it feels like I've said that a lot, um, where it just feels like we're constantly at odds with ourselves and like with our cycle, you know, you're just constantly fighting against it. And life gets to be so much more fun and enjoyable when we see it from that different perspective of this is just who I am and these are what my needs are. Like, no, you aren't being a prima donna because you need something or, you know, totally high maintenance because you know what you want. It's just that you understand who you are now and give yourself full permission to live that way. Yeah, that's cool. Let's talk a little bit more about those 12 things that you dive into with people. Um, I think that knowing that there are things outside of your role on the farm, whatever it looks like in this season of life that can fulfill you and that define you besides just, you know, what your responsibility is there. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something that you've gotten into with clients and, and what kind of things do you go about for that? Yeah, it's um, actually something that I picked up through my certification for um, integrative nutrition is called the circle of life. Um, And it's literally just a circle like a pie pieces, it looks like 12 different pieces. And you rate yourself on how how you feel you are doing in that area. So whether it's finances, um, I'll just name a few because, you know, obviously 12, nobody's going to memorize that. Um, Like finances, career, relationships, creativity, um, food, movement, home cooking, religious, 
those kind of things. And you just rate yourself on those. And then we use that um, in my individual coaching. I use that as a guide for them to find their top three things that they're really doing well, that they already are like, oh, those are like rock star items. And I didn't even realize I was working on them. And then we take the three lowest. I don't like to say it like it's a negative thing. Um, and analyze, okay, like, why do you feel that they're so low? And then that gives them a focal point of, okay, here's where we need to begin. Because I don't want to tell you like, oh, you need to work on your home cooking (laughs) because after our conversation, you're a rock star on that. So it's different for every single person. And so that way on those three lower ones, it just gives them something to give direction towards so they can make those aligned actions where we come up with different solutions of, okay, let's just... I like to call it word vomit or like brain dump a bunch of different areas or things that you could do to help in these three categories. And then from that list, what are one to two things that actually seem feasible to do? like that you're willing to commit to. And then it doesn't seem like such a mountain to climb because, you know, once we get feeling bad about ourselves, it can spiral and then we think everything is bad, right? So that's why it's also important to focus on those three things that are already going well. Like you're already doing really well in these three areas. So obviously not everything in life sucks or you're not like totally screwing up your life. So it just gives that empowerment and a place for them to focus on making those aligned action, which just makes it that again simple it's it's a simple process but yes it takes hard work to do it that's really neat i like the idea of like looking at different categories and because some of them you know like they might mean different things to different people but having a, a place to put it makes it like easy to talk about without as much of the emotion i feel like right I think doing exercises like that are really powerful to people in agriculture because it helps us think about, you know, what, how we want to spend our time and our energy and our focus when a lot of us probably maybe haven't thought about that before. You know, we get up, we do the things that we've always done because it's, you know, there's always things that need to be done on the farm. There's always the the long list of this needs fixed and this needs fed. And it's like, you can do things different ways. Like, yes, you as a person are a huge component of what makes your farm work, but also how you want to spend your time and what you want to focus on matters and can completely change how you feel about your lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there could be a task that you absolutely hate doing, but if you're looking at it in a different way, like you said, it might not suck so bad or you might find different ways to do it or delegate it, that it's like, it's something that, you know, somebody else is capable of doing on the farm, that it doesn't have to take your time. So then you can use that time towards something else that does light you up. Yeah. That is something for sure in agriculture. I feel like we just like have to muscle through, like you just have to toughen up and just suck it up and keep doing it. Well, when we do that, it's like a backward spiral where then it's like you start becoming resentful or resentful towards other people, even when it just all spurred in this one little area. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a powerful tool. I think if someone is kind of feeling drawn to this conversation and wanting to look at their life and uh, evaluate things or um, ask questions that, that they're like, something's out of place, where do you think that they should start? 
Um, I would just love the conversation, honestly. If they have some questions, like I welcome, like I I am a normal person. I obviously don't have like this massive following on Instagram. So I love just talking to people through that. So even if you're not looking to hire me, like I am one of those that I will find you a resource to get you started. So I think that's maybe the tip of just like, listen to the calling. So whether it's to ask me questions through, you know, Instagram and a DM, or it's to, oh, I've had this in my mind that I've wanted to run a 5k, you know, and then you sign up for it. Like listen to that nudge because it can like blossom into something so powerful and life-changing that it's just really cool that the chain reaction that it makes. Well, thank you for offering that to folks. I think that offer for personal connection um, is really meaningful. So I appreciate you offering that to folks. Um, If folks want to follow up with you and learn more and find more from you, where can they do that? Yeah, I'm on Instagram primarily. Um, That's just my platform of choice. So I'm at dawnmarie.co. And then I have my podcast, which I have two seasons out there. So you can always binge and catch up or pick up wherever you wanted to. Um, But season three of Harvesting Her Way is coming out. So that wherever you listen to podcasts like this one, um, you can also find mine. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of the valuable resources with us. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or join the conversation on social media. Do you have a topic you would like to discuss or know someone with a story to share? Apply to be a guest on the podcast at farmingonpurpose.com. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, on your favorite social media platforms for more content by searching for Farming on Purpose. And remember, if you look around your table and aren't inspired by the people there, it's time to find a new seat.